it's time for the IHSA Safety Podcast. Welcome to IHSA Safety Podcast. I'm Enzo Garitano. We continue our series about fall protection in construction. This series of podcasts features Brian Barron, Senior Manager of the Construction Health and Safety Program with the Ministry of Labor, Training and Skills Development. Let's continue the conversation with Brian. Here's your host, Michelle Roberts. So if we can, Brian, let's remind our listeners on some of the basic requirements when it comes to working at heights and let's delve into the training requirements specifically. Sure. So workers on construction projects who use fall protection devices must take working at heights, a working at heights training program. Um, the training requirements for working at heights are set out in Ontario Regulation 29713 um, for occupational health and safety awareness training. Now, the training program must be approved by the Ministry of Labor, Training and Skill Development's um, Chief Prevention Officer delivered by a training provider who has been approved by the chief prevention officer and taken before a worker can use fall protection. Okay, thanks. So can you touch on who specifically needs working at heights training? Yes. So under Ontario Regulation 213.91 for construction projects, you need to take this training if you work on a construction project and are required to use any of the following methods of fall protection. So travel restraint system, a fall restricting system, a fall arrest system, a safety net, a work belt, or a safety belt. It's important to emphasize that this training requirement is in addition to the equipment-specific training required under subsection uh, 26.2 of Ontario Regulation 213.91, which includes site-specific training on the fall hazards presented in specific situations. This includes a plan on how to conduct the work safely, as well as a rescue plan should a worker's fall be arrested by the equipment. Okay, so is there any exceptions to who might not need working at heights training? Yeah, so workers do not have to complete approved working at heights training if they are not required to work at heights or their workplace uh, is not covered by Ontario Regulation 213.91 for construction projects. There is also a limited exemption for workers who are directly employed by an automobile manufacturer or assembler. Okay, so we know that there's a few exceptions there, and you mentioned that the training is mandatory in those certain circumstances, as you previously described, has to be delivered by an approved training provider. And this is really only one of the two steps required for training. You had mentioned um, site-specific training is certainly the uh, important piece there on specific situations. Um, So let's ask this question is, how long is the working at heights training that's been given by um, an approved training provider? How long is that valid for? So in Ontario, working at heights training is valid for three years after the successful completion of an approved program. For workers who successfully completed their working at heights training between February 28th and August 31st of 2017, training has been extended until 2021, and that's due to the pandemic. Now, working at heights training is valid for three years after that successful completion of the approved program, but after the three years, workers need to successfully complete a refresher program to keep their training valid for another three years. To be eligible for refresher training, workers must have previously successfully completed the initial working at heights training program. Any training provider who has been approved for working at heights by the chief prevention officer can deliver the refresher training. Recently, we have also made an amendment for workers who have completed Newfoundland and Labrador's fall protection training. We now consider that training to be equivalent and allow these certificates as proof of training. The certificate of completion issued by Workplace NL must be presented if the worker does not have working at heights in Ontario and will also show the expiry date. Okay, so that's, yeah, like you mentioned, a recent amendment to help um, workers coming into Ontario. So 
We've touched on the mandatory requirements needs to be delivered by an approved training provider, has a three-year expiry, which then you're required to take a refresher. So what are some of the employer's uh, duties when it comes to ensuring that a worker has valid training? Yeah, so as an employer, uh, it's your responsibility to make sure that the workers, number one, have valid working at heights training from Ontario or fall protection training from Newfoundland and Labrador, and that you're trained on any fall protection equipment uh, that you may use at the fall protection and any site-specific requirements. And when I talk about site-specific requirements, it's really looking at sort of the unique uh, aspects of uh, whatever the fall hazard is on a particular uh, site or project. Now, when checking that a worker's training is valid, you should also make sure that the training provider was approved by the chief prevention officer at the time that the worker completed the training. Workers do not need to complete another training program uh, when changing employers if their training is still valid. Uh, but it is recommended uh, that you spend some time with the worker that you have not had experience with to ensure that they understood and, and can apply uh, what they learned in the training. Now, employers must keep uh, records of training for each worker. Uh, these records include either a copy of the worker's proof of completion document or a record that includes the worker's name, the approved training provider's name, the name of the approved training program, and the date on which the training was successfully completed. For workers who completed fall protection training in Newfoundland and Labrador, you must keep a copy of the worker's certificate of completion issued by Workplace NL. As an employer, you must make a training record available to the Ministry of Labor and Training and Skills Development uh, inspector upon request. Okay, thanks for those reminders. Um, and we know that it's it the employer's responsibility goes beyond just having you know, valid training records. Um, it's certainly important for the employer to make sure that they are, uh, the workers are applying what they learned in the training, both, uh, as you said, the classroom training or site-specific training, and that they're adhering to the, be the best practices, utilizing the equipment um, properly, following manufacturers' um, instructions. And, you know, we know that um, sometimes complacency is a concern. And, and so the training, which we'd said, you know, is on set before a worker starts working at heights and, and is due to renew every three years, it's really important for the employer to do refresher or reminders and safe tips, you know, during that training period from start to finish. And we like to encourage um, the use of safety talks because that is a great way to remind workers um, not only of the hazards, but most importantly about the controls that they can put in place, those safe practices in between going to formalized training per se. So thanks for that, Brian. Thanks for listening to this episode. In support of preventing falls from heights on construction projects, we recommend you take action, deliver a safety talk, have a meaningful conversation with your workers about the hazards relating to working at heights, but most importantly, about safety tips, practices, and expectations to ensure they get home safe to their loved ones each and every day. For more on this topic, visit ihsasafetypodcast.ca for your link to fall prevention tools and resources. I'm Enzo Garitano, and thanks again to our host, Michelle Roberts, and special guest, Brian Barron, Senior Manager with the Construction Health and Safety Program of the Ministry of Labour, Training and Skills Development. Thanks for listening. The IHSA Safety Podcast. For more episodes, tips, and all things safety, go to ihsasafetypodcast.ca. Thanks for listening. Each year, about 5,000 IHSA Supervisor Logbooks are ordered for supervisors across Ontario. Why is the logbook so popular? Because it was developed by the industry for the industry. That's what makes it unique. 
IHSA thanks the members of the Labor Management Network and Advisory Councils who contributed their knowledge, experience, and time to the preparation of this supervisor logbook. Contact IHSA at 1-800-263-5024. That's 1-800-263-5024. Or visit IHSA.ca. That's IHSA.ca.